In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. From 1970. 1970. 1970. 1970. Bitches Brew by Miles Davis. Uh, so, folks, uh, I, I, I'm so embarrassed. I couldn't think of a intro, so let's. Just, I'll just play the theme song. Sorry about let's that. Let's hear guys. it. I let you. I let you down. Uh, if you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time and jazz. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, a little jazz flute is nice. Yes. This is what I feel like every day when I wake up in the morning. That's the energy I have. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear some jazz. I got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. Jazz style. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was nice. A little bit of tenor sax to finish things up. Welcome to Beck did it better. If you notice, they only had so many loops in GarageBand that I could use to make a jazz song. But I will say I did do a little bit of scatting there. A lot like probably the greatest artist of all time. The scat man. We should just do this for a lot 40 of- minutes. Call it, call it a night. Do we go to the final ranking system? We don't have to listen to Aaron talk about this jazz album for two hours. So listen, we are talking today about the uh, 87th greatest album, 87th greatest album of all time. Bitches brew a That's jazz debatable. by miles Davis, of course. And we have to, I have to be honest with everybody. We are pulling a double header tonight. We have oh, just recorded an episode right before this. Yes. And we are now doing our second episode in a row. So I am starting, for example, at 1230 AM New York time. So if things go a little bit Hero. crazy, okay. Or Hero. maybe they get very, very boring. You're going to know why exactly. Listen, I've got three guys here though, who I, you know, there's nobody I'd rather be zooming with for approximately five hours straight today. I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Doing good, Rob. Doing good. Just getting a snack in. Thanks. <laughs> That's great. I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? I'm great. This podcast, my friends, it can be a whole lot of fun. We could have recorded one episode tonight. Instead, we did two in one night, and it made it a real long run. <laughs> so, Wait, did, uh, did you write that yourself? That's so good. Well, I took it. I took the lyrics from the seventh song or stanza or whatever you want to call it on the album, which I realized about 20 minutes ago, that was not part of the original release. There are lyrics. on that? <laughs> Yes. Was he singing? So listen, we, uh, and then I've also, of, of course, I've got course. the guy who, uh, look him up. He looks just like the famous actor Johnny Sins. Johnny Sins. I've got Aaron out in California. Who the fuck is that? I don't think I want to look that up. But Matt uh, does know who it is, though. I'm Aaron very, does really look like Johnny Sins. Matt's giving me a big nod. Yep, he's Johnny no Sins. 
Probably his most famous movie is called Compilation. So just Google that. Just bing it. I would bing it, actually. I would bing that and see what comes up. Aaron in California, how are you doing, Aaron? I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here talking about Miles Davis in an album that uh, I really like. Maybe. I think I like it. I'm not sure. I can't stop listening to it, but I'm not sure if I like it yet. So let's talk about it. I think that's a common reaction. Like when I put this on today, my wife was like, is this the album you guys are talking about today? You literally can't stop listening to it. It goes on for like two hours. (laughs) (laughs) It's impossible to stop. (laughs) Oh boy. So listen, we're going to get about three downloads on this episode. So it doesn't matter. Listen, we tonight, we've got air in or air out. Or air out. Is that Jack DiGennetto on the drums there? How he doesn't use the dryer. He don't you don't use, use that microwave. microwave. I, just, I use the dryer. Here no, you hang up all your clothes above your bed. All of them. Just the ones that you shouldn't be dry. Air out. Just the ones made of cloth. That's new. <laughs> just the the the, uh, the 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 ones that get super wet. I put them above my bed. Okay, so it's got he's if got Russ's club soda, club soda disaster. Let's go up. Uh, that, that was from hey, last ep- that was from Aaron, last week. Last club soda was a week ago. I've cleaned it up since then. Listen, if you guys think I'm going to pretend like we're not recording a double episode tonight, you are wrong because I have <laughs> dreamed my whole life of recording a special marathon podcast, and I'm not going to pretend like that's not what we're doing tonight. So forget it. So you can put that in your air in or air out. Has Aaron always dreamed about recording a double marathon podcast? It might it, it might be Wayne shorter than this this album though, right? <laughs> Wayne shorter than this album. Jesus Christ, is that Maybe really miles longer? I, you never know. I, I need to edit all this out. Kilometers long. <laughs> kilometers <laughs> miles long. I think what like Aaron got it. Kilometers. I heard Joe. <laughs> I think when Aaron texted us and said, "Guys, double episode. We're all going to wear diapers, right?" And then none of us texted back. I think that's okay. <laughs> And then what's weird is that he did text us and said, uh, I'm the scat man. Aaron, Aaron, diapers were assumed. You didn't need to text it. It was assumed. It was, it was okay. It was just like, there was a baseline. This is not part of Aaron or Aaron, but this is a good test. So don't say anything yet, Aaron. Uh, I got to find my, okay. Okay. I found my dinger. Don't worry. It was, Hmm. it was tucked away. You found your dinghy? I did find the dinger. Okay. The dinger is there. The dinger is, uh. Acts up sometimes. He, he had to he had to pull up a Bing website to chub it up a little bit before he could find it. <laughs> Do you often have trouble finding your dinger? Rob? Is this like the, a normal problem? Well, listen. Let's just so this is how air in or air out works. I'm going to ask you questions, you two, yeah. Matt and Russ, questions about Aaron, okay. and you're going to see: Do you know Aaron, or are you air, air out? out? So the first question is what we were just talking about, and I can remember it. I can remember what we were talking about. But can you guys remember? And this is a challenge for you. What was I talking about? What was the first question I was going to ask about Aaron? Do you think Aaron has ever worn a diaper? Matt, do you think Aaron's ever worn a diaper? And this is just a practice round. No. Russell, do you think Aaron's ever worn a diaper? Absolutely not. Aaron, have you ever worn a diaper? Wait, what's, what's Rob's vote? You still get to play. Oh, I still do. Oh, yeah, you're right. I still do get to play. Oh, this is so fun. He knows uh, the answer. Yeah, you, had, you, and you, him, you and him spent a night in Vegas in one hotel room where you yeah. guys didn't show up the next day. Right. We assume there's. I, well, and Aaron sat on my lap because he was a baby and he was bad, so he did have to get spanked and changed. Don't, don't ever don't change, think, Aaron. I don't think I've ever worn a diaper. See, no. now I have. Okay, and that, that's probably good. <laughs> that might surprise you, but I did dress one Halloween as a giant baby, yes. which required me to go to the local Dwayne Reed. And oh, buy God, adult diapers. Reed. 
But you here's not, the problem. You did not live in New York then. You did not go no, to Dwayne Reed not. then. You were living in Warroad. Dwayne Reed is like, <laughs> I probably was. I went to the You went Elko. to the come and go or wherever it is up there. <laughs> oh, God. I wish they had a come and go there. Forget about it. Okay. Hannaford says wherever. So you went to the gas store. station to get your adult diaper. So I went, we went to get the adult diaper and it turns out the adult diaper has a very annoying thing, which is a strip that turns green. If you have peed in the diaper, it lets everyone know that oh, you've no. peed in the diaper. Great. When you don't, when you want to change somebody's diaper, very, very bad. When you are somebody with, let's face it, a leaky penis. When you have a leaky <laughs> penis, a diaper that turns bright green at a party of 20 year old attractive people, is a bummer because it is very obvious when the front is bright green and the back is not that something has gone terribly wrong. I mean, I, the way to cover it up would just be to tell everybody that it was it was more like the chub it up style of leaky and not the take it what this kind of what leaky. That I came in my pants. I'm going to have to say I came in my pants at this party and that's more normal than being in your pants. Well, just you know like what, Aaron? Pre, just like the pre-stuff, not the full oh, on. You know, the pre-stuff. Like the- I get it. I think you're right. I think you're right. I'd be yeah. like, hey, it's just. All right. We got to. We got to. It's just we gotta, the pre-stuff. We got to cancel the mission here. This is not going and they'd well be like the second episode. The Oregon the Runner. Mission. The Oregon Runner. Pre. Now, here's the deal. Wouldn't that, Now, there's a different movie. If you bing Johnny Sin's pre, it's not the pre-Fontaine that you're thinking of. It's different. This is, we're going to talk about Aaron or Air Out. So, Aaron, have you ever worn a diaper? Did I ask no, already? No, no diapers. No, I've never worn a diaper. Okay. As far but as I can recall. Maybe. You think about it? So, let's play Aaron or Air Out. We're going to ask Aaron three questions and Wait, see. Wait, I thought we've been playing. How many times no, did we say we're going to play? Round. Oh, okay. That was a right. practice round, and then Russ got us off course. Here's the thing. I'm going to ask this question right now. This will be an easy one to start with. Do we think Aaron has ever been dumped? Has he ever been dumped? Now, am I bringing this up because I want to cause Aaron pain? No, that's what I'm too sweet. I would never do that. Matt, do you think Aaron has ever been dumped? Like straight up, like he didn't know it was coming. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Uh, not I a would mutual say yes. breakup. They're not both yeah. like agreeing to it. Yeah. I would say yes. One time, one time it happened. Just once. Can you though. imagine dumping Aaron? How sad that would be. Why would you do that? Right? Why would, yeah. Why, why would, would you, you walk away from all of this? <laughs> Russell. <laughs> I mean, the guy's got a brand new car for God's sake. <laughs> Russell, do you think Aaron has ever been dumped? I, I, I'm going to say no from the age of like 15 on, but he, but he's going to try to be humble about it and tell us yes. about like some 12 year old girl who dumped him. But yeah, I would say from the age of 15 on the answer is no, but he'll be humble and say and the, some girl in, in fifth grade dumped him. Yeah. And that problem was that was two years ago. So, and I think I nailed it. I could see Aaron's face. You know, he's trying to, well, now he's trying to wonder how to handle this question. You most definitely have been dumped. Okay. And actually it kind of <laughs> still breaks your heart. That's what I'm going to say. Aaron, have you ever been dumped? Well, yeah, I mean, yes. So, I mean, thank you. Here's here the, comes the humble one. No, Ru- so I, two things. You got to let me finish here. Okay. Russell is correct. I was. She was, was in dumped. the hospital. The doctor wouldn't operate unless she dumped me. But I think so I've I told you guys. I think hero. I've told you guys this story before. But I was dumped in middle school. Uh, very briefly dated another person named Aaron, and she dumped me. Oh my me. god! <laughs> so like, obviously that? that wasn't a good Wait. idea from the jump. So like she just realized that wasn't a good idea. So but that, not Aaron from not Aaron from Minneapolis. Not this Aaron from Minneapolis. No, okay. not Aaron from Minneapolis. Aaron from Ankeny, Iowa. Uh, so she Getting definitely somebody with me. your same name. <laughs> yeah, turned out to be a bad idea. Oh, wow. So she saw that ahead of me. But I've told you guys the story about how I went to the when I was a sophomore in high school. I no, when I was a freshman in high school, I went to the dance where the girls asked the guys the crystal ball dance 
and Sadie and, Hawkins type deal. Yeah. And Angie Spooner, who was a sophomore. Oh, she was done by the older girl. Yeah. She was a sophomore. She asked me to go to the dance because we were in. I hate my life. We were in (laughs) biology class together. So she asked me to go to the dance and I was like, I was riding so high. And then it turned out that she. Riding so high. Yeah. Yeah. Turned out she was, had been dating Sean Hammersley. All of his buddies the whole week before the dance were like threatening to beat me up in the hallway. But I was like, it's cool. I'm still going to dance, dance with Angie Spooner. I go to the dance with Angie Spooner. We do the whole like, you know, Clay and Lindsay and everybody pick me up beforehand at my house. We do the pictures. We go out to Olive Garden, the whole nine, do the dance, get there at the dance. It gets to slow dance time. End of the night. Okay, here's where we're going to make our money. I'm wandering around lost by myself on the dance floor. I walk, I literally walk right into Angie and Sean making out on the dance floor. (laughs) My, my date making out with someone else on the dance floor. Like she, she like that corsage that you bought is like rubbing his face. He's like, Oh, I love Frenchie and Aaron's date feeling this corsage that Aaron bought. At which point I'm like, well, I'm not sure if I'm, is is she still going to give me a ride home? before? I don't know. Because like I don't have though, a driver's right? license, you know. At this she point, did. Like, yes, yes, she dropped no, me off. No, she me. gave yes. you gave got a ride, ride home. home from a girl that dumped you at a dance and was making up. But that was her boyfriend. And then the next was Sean in the car. Was Sean in the car when he was dropping you yeah. off? No, so, like, no, no way. Good. You got to get out of the back seat. I don't think he was. Was Aaron? That's where Aaron. That's why Aaron loves to sit in the back seat. It's been a fetish ever since that dance where he yes. sits in the back seat with the girlfriend, boyfriend up front. He's like, yeah, this is. I will say Sean I was one of the greatest 800 meter runners I saw in my life. That kid smoked a pack of cigarettes a day and still ran a 156 on the 800 See, meters. Even, that dude was. Aaron, this is Aaron. He's like, like three. He's like, I yeah. got dumped once and it was by a guy who was super fast in Iowa. Like he's even got <laughs> to give true. himself credit for that. Yeah. And I do, then I the next give morning he went in, he's like, Hey, I just need to find a girl who's got my same first name and I'm all over that. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So yeah, you I've know what? Dumped. It's true. I would date a Roberta. <laughs> I would love it. What about a Robin? Oh, a Robin? Robin? Sign me up. Robin, Rob. Bumping Robin, knobs. Robin, I've got it. Listen, I've got my vowels all written. It's set. No problem. Okay, question two. Has Aaron, and I don't know if we've, we, I know we've talked about this. I don't know if he ever gave us a definitive answer. Has Aaron ever sent a meal back at a restaurant? Has Aaron ever sent a meal back at a restaurant? I mean, I've heard about Justin Timberlake bringing sexy back, but is Aaron sending Tex-Mexy back? Russell, what do you think? <laughs> I don't, I think Aaron is on the. Thank you, Matt. I think Aaron's similar to me where it's got to be really bad for him to send it back. I think. Aaron can usually find the good in, in a service industry or a good, the good in the restaurant and will find a way to not make a scene over it. But yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he's sent at least one thing back in his life. For I'm going to tell you, yeah. I have sent one thing back and it, and you had to. It was too salty. They like put like a tablespoon instead of a teaspoon in. Yep. Had to do it. I think Aaron's running the same situation. I'm going to say he has done it. Matt, what do you think? No way. Never has. All right. So wow. right now, Aaron. Tell us, have you ever sent back a it meal was those at a restaurant? Bread sticks with Brenda or whatever his name is that who started making out with Sean, the fast eight hundred meter runner. Angie, Angie, and Sean. Angie, can I send this meal uh, back? I can think it of, tastes like my tears. Yes. I can think of two. He's right. <laughs> I can think of two times when I've sent something back. One was uh, at a bagel shop here in Oakland where I did bagel with avocado, and the avocado was clearly not ripe. But at that point, we were regulars there. And I kind of yeah. knew the owner, and so I could go to him and say, like, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but this this avocado. I'm going to step right. in and say that is not a restaurant. I am not counting that. So 
All right, all right, that doesn't count. And no, then the I other time, Aaron doesn't send stuff back for like, for like getting the wrong order. But if his avocado's not ripe, that shit's yeah. going back. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you another time I I did send something back was on my, on our tenth anniversary, our tenth wedding mm. anniversary. We went out. We did I talk had, about this. I had ten cocktails, and yeah. at one point in the late in the evening, we went out. I ordered two glasses of sparkling wine. Got back to the table, realized I had purchased the wrong glass of sparkling wine. So I went back up to the bar and said, hey, yo, I, I got the wrong glass. I apologize. I'll buy another glass. And the gentleman at the bar was nice enough to still count me the new glass because I admitted. So I, I, I'm right. He is not. I he have not to say, say Matt, Matt, yeah, he I'm right. the avocado right. bagel back. Nope. The right. <laughs> ruling is Matt is right. That is neither one of those said avocado, avocado bagel, bagel back because wasn't no, right. He just said I ordered the wrong drink. That's no, all he said. He didn't send it bagel. back. I told Blake that not avocado wasn't right. Not a restaurant. But not a restaurant. What? A bagel. A bagel place is not a restaurant. Are you? Are you sitting in? <laughs> That's a even crazier to send that back. You just throw that way and you walk away. Aaron, were you sitting when you ordered? Aaron, no, I, you know you walked to the counter. Aaron, change your answer. This is not right. This this is a terrible ruling. By Wait, Rob. I got to turn up the volume. <laughs> Thank you very much, Emerson. I appreciate it. I am right on that. Thank you. Okay, obviously, Matt. Congratulations, you could. Aaron, there. did you have to pay for the breadsticks at the Olive Garden as a freshman, or did she pay for them? That's a good question. I don't know. Because it's probably, like a, it's a girl I, invite a guy. That's they pay for that night, right? I probably, I probably, I probably wrote a check. Like you guys remember? Like, oh, God. Like, oh yeah, I, I probably wrote a check. Rob would have called and canceled that shit before he was home at midnight <laughs> I, that night. You know, I still am nervous. To me, I think I took a class in high school. They were like, "This is how you write a check," and if you fuck this up, <laughs> they will right. not accept it. Because I get like, so stressed right. writing a check. I'm like, or like, how do you, you spell seventy? Some extra space here. They yes. will doctor they will. that up, and it's a yeah. million dollars and out I just, of your account. And I still, when I write a check, I get so nervous. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, if I, true. They Cross, can take put it. Put that line get, through it. Listen, next one. Let's hear it. Last final question. Has Aaron ever been in a physical fight not counting siblings? Not counting siblings. Oh. Has Aaron ever been in a physical fight? Can, can we clarify, like, does does a scrap like on a basketball court count? Like a pushing match on a basketball court? I'm going to say pushing, no, but if they grabbed, if somebody got put in a headlock, I'm going to say yes, that does count. Then. Okay. What, what about like, a, what about an organized wrestling match? <laughs> no, no, it can't be organized. It has, okay. or it could be organized. It could be planned, but it, it has be to be an impromptu fight. They want to hurt. Yeah. They want to hurt each other. It's, so it's the anger, thing. not competition. I am going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say, no, I think Aaron is a lover and not a fighter. Uh, and, uh, and Matt, what do you think? Anybody who wears purple tinted glasses true. has never been in a fight. That's no, it's a good point. Okay. You, Don't say that to Ric Flair. I'm pretty sure I saw him in purple tinted glasses. Whoa. He's been in lots of fights. Okay, Russ, claps. what do you think? Woo. Right, man, this is a really tough one. I don't think Aaron's ever punched a person, but if, if we're going to count like a, a scrap, like a pushing match in high school, I, I would almost guarantee that Aaron, Aaron can get Aaron can get intense about stuff. Like Aaron and I would kind of go back and forth playing one-on-one basketball. We would never hit each other, but like, but Aaron's, Aaron can be intense, so I don't think he's ever punched someone. But if you call like a pushing match and a yelling at people a fight, then then yes. Okay, Aaron, have you ever been in a fight? 
See, this is a tough one because Russell has definitely seen me not at my best. So Russell, Russell <laughs> knows me in this in this fashion pretty well. I would say no, I've not been in a fight, but <sighs> I've been on that gray area where yeah, it, it's been mostly in uh, sporting kinds of competition yeah. where like I probably took it too far and did a little bit of shoving, but I've definitely not been in a like let's meet on the schoolyard punch. I've never punched anybody and no one's yep. punched me. Then I'm going to uh, say no fight to that. I, I'm gonna, I'm, can I, can I do my best Rob impression, guys? Yeah. yeah. You guys know what else is intense? What's intense? Camping. <laughs> oh. Camping. Camping? I was going to say the, the strippers at the old circuses that would come to town. <laughs> Yeah, but Russell knows me too well. Man, Russell, we did. Tenics, I got did it. Man, I liked yeah. it. I did go a little too far on uh, on some one on one match, but you were tough playing one on one basketball, Russell. It was hard, hard to play. I would fight you. Russell. People want to know about our our one on one basketball games. <laughs> yeah, that's important. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear us talk about Miles. We're, we're recording that's on the third, We're recording that's a third episode game. tonight. That's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's time for rolling going. Do you think you've played the last one-on-one basketball game you're ever going to play in your life? I think At least I the have. one that I will survive. If I play another one, my guess is that'll be that'll be my Elvis moment. Next one is my Achilles getting blown out. So yeah, yeah. You guys can have a discussion with my estate as to whether future episodes of this will ever air if I do play another one-on-one game. Russell died as he lived, using his right hand for a left side layup. All right, let's have to pay for his own breadsticks at the Olive Garden because his date refused to pay. <laughs> Russell, rolling going. What are you? How are you doing? Rolling going. How's it going? Whatever. What do you think? Rolling going. Things are going good. Uh, last week, last week we talked about etiquette, but this week I wanted to talk music with you guys. Can I bring up yeah, a music hey, situation and kind of get podcast. your feel for how you deal with music yeah, stuff? Let's, let's get in the corner. Music podcast. It's time for Russell's. My advice for music is oh, to yeah. always tell people listen to this and then look at their face when they're listening. That always goes well. People like that. <laughs> the, the first question I had is I. I was thinking about going to see Elton John this week, but I had heard he's getting kind of older. His music's not as good. Like, what do you think is the right price to pay for like an aging act that you may never, ever get to see again? Do you always want to go see those Aaron? I know you've talked about Prince before. Like when you get a chance to do that, you do it. I ended up not going to see Elton John, but what is your guys advice when it comes to like an aging act might not be the best concert, but you will never get a chance to see it again. What are your thoughts? I've, I've never, I've never had like I, none of my best times ever have been seen old people play their songs from 20 years ago. I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I don't like sitting in a giant auditorium listening to something that I've heard on the radio a million times. I, I don't know. I just don't it, everything. And then it's so expensive. You're like, well, was this really worth it? Like I saw, I saw Adele at Madison square garden. I saw Elton John. I'm a bigger fan of Elton John, but I had way more fun at Adele. It felt like a like real, a, like... Would you say you're a big Elton John guy? I was a big Elton John guy, okay? A big Elton John fan. Hello, this is Big Elton John. <laughs> I think he's got a British Just accent. Just to remind Rob. you, I wrote the song Jamaican Jerk Off. A lot of people don't talk about that, but I actually want to bring that up again. I like how I like how big people don't have British accents. When Rob did all the McCartney ones, those guys had British accents. Every but it's like when them. they sing, they don't sing with a British accent. When 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 the big guy shows okay. up, there's no accent. Okay, well let's make an edit point here. Ready? <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Hello, Governor. <laughs> it's me, Big Elton John. <laughs> I wrote the bitches back and just. <laughs> Made oh, a very God. young Rob Ward confused about whether or not you can actually say bitch because he heard it quite a bit on the radio. 
Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Matt, what do you think? Do you do you go see Elton John for a concert like that, or do you skip it? It's a it's a sliding scale, right? I mean, Elton John with his skills right now should not be charging three hundred dollars to go see his concert, right? He can. I mean, this is my opinion, right? He can. He sells out yep. places, obviously, right? So mm-hmm. he's got the right to charge whatever he wants. But I don't know if I'm going to pay 300 bucks. I think that's a round number. You know, I don't know what the exact tickets were, but to go see that. If Elton John is playing at First Ave and it's like you and 500 people, right? Like, well, then I'll pay 300 bucks yeah. if I'm getting that close and can see him. Or if he's like, you know, 25 bucks, something like that. It's just, it's a, it's, I don't know if it's a, it's a gray area for me, right? Cause like, I would absolutely like, if I had never seen Elton John, I would probably want to go see him. But again, there's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a, you know, am I going to pay 300 bucks, sit in the back of an arena and kind of see him struggle through everything that he's doing? I don't know if that's a good experience. You know, so. I got fucked with this whole thing because you know what I realized? I just got, I got kissed. Elton huh? John, when I saw him, that was his last tour. That was his final tour. He was never going to tour again. Yeah. Just yeah. like Kiss coming back and doing tour after tour. And now Russ gets to see him. Any old Bullshit. Joe Schmo can see Elton John now. You should yeah. get your money back for that. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I did I did not end up going to see Elton John, but I did go have another piano experience this last week I wanted to share with you guys. Oh yeah. I went to it. a piano bar in Minneapolis, Nyes. Have you guys ever been to Nyes Piano Bar in Minneapolis? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, sure. I, I so. was there the night before my wedding. You were. How was it, Aaron? It was delightful. We were all there. We went out after the after the little dinner. It was wonderful. So I'm still, Nyes I'm still is married. A, so I don't works. remember that. I don't remember being there. <laughs> Matt, why wasn't it? I there for that? I cannot remember. <laughs> well, that's right. I wasn't fucking invited. Oh, that's Aaron's wedding. Spot. Uh, I was hey. not invited to Aaron's wedding. Let's just be very clear. Aaron, hey, oh, Aaron, Aaron were you in Rob's wedding? Aaron, were you in my wedding? Did you have a role to play in my wedding? I said well, technically he was like a, he was yeah. like the sta- he was yeah. like the staff. He was like an employee at your wedding. Some people <laughs> would say, "Oh, it's kind of like Frenching. If only one person does it, it's weird actually. Like it's not good. <laughs> yeah, at true. that point it's bad." Wedding invitations should be like Frenching. Both people need to do it. Yeah. Okay. There is a give You're and right, a take. Rob. I, I don't know. I don't know why. You didn't give yeah. me an invite, and I take offense at that. I. I you're correct. I don't understand no, I wouldn't what was have going come. on in my don't life. Worry, I, wouldn't <laughs> I, I want to hear about this, Russell, because I got very strong opinions about so this. So the one thing that the the thing that really jumps out to me about this piano bar is a lot of times at piano bars you go and you pick a song and they just play it. Yeah. At Nice, though, it's a little different. It's almost like a karaoke piano bar where if you pick a song, they expect you to come up and sing that song. Right. And if you don't, they'll skip it. Ooh. And I did not realize this. So I sat down and you could order through an app now in a, in a post-COVID world or a current COVID world, whatever you want to call it. You can now go online and you pick the songs, you Venmo your tip. And so you just pick a song. So I pick like a random journey song, not thinking at all. Oh my God. God. I was Holy just like, shit. I was just no, like, Oh, this stop. is because <laughs> they had a menu of songs. They had a oh, list of no. songs you could pick from. And I just yeah. picked one. That's thinking, hard. Oh, this will be sing, kind of man. fun to hear. And I picked it. Go I think that's horseshit too, though. Having a menu. I think part of the fun of the piano bar is like, I wonder if they're going to know this song. Right. I don't like that. I like, like them being like you picking a weird song and they would know it. No, I was going to say, like, Nyes is kind of like an original piano bar, right? So I'm trying to think of, like, the like an exact uh, analogy here. It'd be like Nyes is the Manny's 
steakhouse downtown, right? Downtown Ooh, Minneapolis. Butter knife steak, yeah. You know, and and like all of these new ones that pop up and the ones that are in like Vegas or like in all of these like on a cruise ship and stuff. Yeah, commercialized like the versions. App, they're like the Applebee's of of true. you know like steak yeah. places kind of yeah. thing, right? It's, it's like, like just because you bring out a steak with a big bone sticking out of it, you're not a steakhouse. I you know, still call yeah. it the tomahawk, though. Anyways, and so like nice. I mean, like Rob. they <laughs> had their own thing going before all of these places. You know, before it became cool to have like the dueling pianos, right, and like yeah. the bachelorette parties and all that stuff. And so it's Wait, a little bit of a different drew that rub. scene. But so, anyways, I, Matt, I, but I'm used to the other ones. I've been to the other ones where, like, right. hey, Michael, I'm going to go pick, you know, party in the USA, and these guys are going to rock it out. Yeah, People are going to yeah. have fun. Great, great, yeah. great piano bar song. You got so, bachelorette parties there, so you put "I just want to make sweet love to you." you know? But this one, literally, if <laughs> if you pick a song, is "Make Love to You." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Aaron's Aaron's date. I'll, I'll take you to the Olive Garden. Yeah, and I don't even ca- I don't even care if you make out with the other dude who's an eight hundred like, meter champion. The, the thing was, is a question I was going to ask Aaron for Aaron and Aaron out. Is has he ever been in a threesome? His threesome story was the same as when he bumped into the couple making out. That's his threesome. I already told my threesome story. There it was. <laughs> He's trying to, he didn't bump into him. He was trying to get in there. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt your dance yeah. on the dance floor. Now all three of us are French in. This is a real <laughs> give and take scenario or whatever I said earlier. So then anyways, I'm sitting at this piano bar and I pick the song and they yes. start calling my name, but I'm not, I'm not going to go sing. If it's, if it's a Johnny what? Cash song, if it's something in my range, but I, yeah. I wasn't expecting to have to go sing Journey. Journey, that's and so, tough. And you also realize other people didn't know this is how the piano bar worked either because people had signed up for songs and they would call them out and then they would call their name and their friends were like pointing at them. Yeah. And I have to say, this was a great thing about this piano bar. The, the bartender like walks out behind the bar and is pointing at this guy like, here is the dude who ordered the song. He needs to go up there and people wouldn't go up there. But what are your guys thoughts on requiring the, the audience to go sing at a piano bar? Well, the other thing is, is this, is this is a new nice piano bar, right? Cause the other one got torn down. I mean, the original got torn down and put a, they paved, it's, it's still got the same room. old lady piano player though. Yeah. But like, you know, but like it hasn't been around in like three years. Right. So like, it's not, I mean, it's not the same crowd, seem to go. you know, don't kind of a thing. And so I don't know. It feels like it's a good niche thing, but and kind of fun to call people out. But you can't I mean, obviously you can't force people to do it. But I mean, people quick people quickly catch on with the if, if, modus operandi. If I went is, to a oh, piano bar and I had to hear random fuckos sing a song, I would be so yeah. mad. And so, yeah, exactly. I, I would be furious. I'm not here. Right. A, that's a karaoke bar. Yeah, like, well, if I want to hear karaoke, bar. karaoke I'll go do that. And so that's, that's right. what I thought too, Rob, because I would say about 30% of the people who went up and sang were very, very good. But oh, the course. other 70 were very bad. And you're like, wait, why am I even here right now? I mean, yeah, you're at a bar and, and like that type of bar is not going to have good drinks. They're going to have the worst old fashioned you've ever had in your life. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. The bartender's too busy coming out and pointing at people. He doesn't have time to make it true old fashioned. No, but they did ask whether you wanted it Wisconsin style or not, which I do appreciate. No, fuck that. Do you guys do what Wisconsin style old fashioned or not? No, the Wisconsin nobody does. Style's sweeter, right? With it's an some, abomination. It's just brandy instead of whiskey, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an abomination to the drink <laughs> world. The, the fact that we even put up with it in Minnesota is ridiculous. <laughs> you, we, you, you don't live in Minnesota. Uh, it does. So, I, I don't want to get too philosophical, but. It does seem then that what what people are missing, and I don't know what the way to fix this is, but 
people are missing a, a good chance to go out and hear live music. There's, there are so few opportunities to go sit at a cool bar, yep. drink a good drink and hear, a, hear a live band that it's either you got to go and pay for a 15,000 seat show. Yeah. Or you go to first Ave and those shows can be hit or miss if it's not what you're feeling. And there's so few chances to just hear somebody play good music on the piano, or you can go to a, you can go to a jazz club and you can go to the Dakota and pay $150 and maybe it's good. Maybe it's not, but it's tough. Like it's a hard, hard hustle, man. I can't, I don't know what the answer is. Universal basic uh, income probably. Yeah. Boom. Socialist <laughs> track, snuck it in there. You guys heard me. Yep. My favorite way to, my favorite way to listen to music is seeing my date make out with her boyfriend who I knew she had at the time. Not a surprise. Should have clocked the guy at the day. There was like a week in there where they, I thought they weren't together. And I was like, you know, I was like, sure. Jason Gassman's going to kick my ass, but like, maybe, uh, you know, we have, still we have, we have dozens of listeners, right? And I'm pretty sure a couple of them live in Minneapolis, but we we do not just a warning. We don't have a dozen listeners on a jazz (laughs) album. We have maybe on like a Beyonce one. Okay. So this is, so this is even better. So like we went, group of us went to this place called Volsteads, which is like on the Lynn Lake area. And it's like this speakeasy thing where you got to find cool the spot. Yeah. You know, and you get to go down and it's great. And that's where I found this, this jazz uh, trio at the time, yep. or maybe it was a quartet, but the CT Lincoln, so Charlie Lincoln. And yeah. And it was awesome. And there was yes. like 20 people there and it was awesome to watch that, you know? And so he's been around, he's been all these other places. It's just too late. He plays on like Thursdays at like 10 o'clock. Right. I'd love that's to go yeah. too yeah, late. just late. go hang out, but, you know, but that's, that's the nature of the beast. Ice House is always having people in Minneapolis, you know, for cheap. Ten bucks, go watch all this stuff. And so there's places around. You just have to find them. But it is a little bit of a, you know, with kids and everything, it's tough. So I can't wait till my kids are grown and out of there and I'm retired and I can just go sit in a jar, in a jazz band or in a jazz (laughs) bar. Sit in a jar. Sit in a jazz I got my bar, band jazz. I got my band aids. Watch some jazz, drink some old fashions, and wake up at like nine o'clock. Man, Matt, I am with you. Yes, I, I, I've seen live jazz at a bar once in my life, and now, yeah, I wish I had done it more often in my twenties. Like I lived, like McCoy Tyner played at the Dakota when I was living in Minneapolis, working at a school. Like I could have gone to see McCoy Tyner. I didn't do it. I'm glad you guys are focused on like wanting to see jazz, but can we focus on the fact that I wasted $5 on a journey song at a piano bar? <laughs> so did Bullshit. you not sing the song? Bullshit. I assume they do Venmo returns, Russell. Yeah, I got no return. Uh, I, well, that's, I mean, that's the thing, right? Is that we used to have Johnny Cash and Steve Jobs, and now we go to a piano bar. There's no cash and no, no jobs. Something no. else. There's somebody, somebody else there. No. But, uh, so imagine you go to the jazz club, Matt. You go to the jazz club. Some fucko from the stand gets up and plays saxophone with him for one song. Who would want to see that? No, absolutely nobody. nobody. Get out of here with that shit. Yeah, Bad, terrible. They're good. I don't. I mean, I don't know. You know. No. I don't know. Answered no. Uh, Rosie, rolling going. How's it going with you? Oh well. Uh, first thing, I I know I've mentioned that I don't want to turn this into a wrestling podcast, nor do I want to turn it into. Please do. Nor do I want to turn it into a, oh my God, I'm getting so old podcast, but I have two items tonight and both of them are related to either wrestling or, oh my God, I'm getting so old. So the first okay. is I saw today that the game Triple H Hunter Hearst Helmsley has retired from wrestling. He's and done. man, this guy, Russell, you know, like this was an important guy in our life. Like he it's changed all about the game yes. and how you play it. Yes. And he was so good at reinventing himself and constantly staying up on what 
the people well, wanted yeah, to see. Yeah, he used to wear like a frilly sh- pirate shirt uh, and have an, an English accent. Okay. And all of a sudden, yes. when he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and then all of a sudden he's Triple H and he's this tough guy who's coming out to Motorhead. So yeah, he got a you beard, guys get and a shaved it, man. Head and- yeah, dude, like this guy, he was an Married important part of my life. So I just want to give yeah. a shout out to Triple H because he had a great career and he was an important person to me. And then the other item that relates to me getting too old and people who are important to me is that my son—that's all the wrestling we get. You want to talk more about wrestling? No, no, he wants to talk more about wrestling, guys. (laughs) Nobody. My son yesterday brought home this really sweet. uh, So he goes to preschool, as you guys know, in Berkeley, and they're a they're a zero waste school, which means that when they oh my god, that's such a small waste. How do their pants stay up? When they. I would have failed out of that in a heartbeat. I'm a big waste guy. Yeah, what if you're a four zero waste girl? <laughs> I wish four zero. I have a lot of waste going on yeah. here. Well, they are four zero waste, right? Yeah, they so, are right? four zero waste. Four say, yeah. zero waste. Oh, you're yeah. four zero waste? Actually, me too. That's great. <laughs> yeah. When I go to Target, I have to like dig through the belts to find the right amount of waste. Yeah. Four zero thirty six. Thank you. When they make uh stuff out of waste uh, things that other people have thrown out or donated to the school that means they bring them home so he brought home i'm oh. showing this on the camera he brought oh, that's home that's how there's zero so, waste they just yeah send so you guys away. throw it away yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, you, so you're, you're not just a parent at the school you're also a sanitation worker for the school yeah. thank yeah. you so much we appreciate <laughs> you're it you're opening that jar he brought this oh, thing Aaron, home don't open it. no Aaron. Yeah, and it's 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 don't kind of in front of the camera. You are breaking either. the rule about does a boy ask you to smell something? You must <laughs> so, say no. I told you that last the other so week. It's a um, it's a white oh, no. sort of Stop. substance with some crystals inside, and then some. Okay, well now wait. Now I'm actually really interested. Hold <laughs> and that then up to some, the camera. Some fresh flowers. Yeah, and uh, so this is a long like story. A Thursday night meal. You guys get to hear this. Uh, he told me. Um, Dad, like we asked him, like Wallace, that's really sweet. Like, what is this project you mean? He was like, it's it's lotion for Dad's dry feet. Dad can put it on his feet. Wow, I am so so jealous. You have the best school. My kids aren't doing jack shit with my feet. You know what? I'm gonna write an email. Take your socks off. Dear like, teachers, why, why Dad and the other day my friend got a jar sent home with cream for his feet. I have noticed that my kids. Don't ever get a jar of cream for my feet. Can we please have a Zoom meeting about this? Okay. Anna picked him up today, dropped him off today, and talked to one of his teachers and said, Hey, yeah, what exactly was I know where this is going? What exactly was this stuff? And it turns out that, yes, it's made of, uh, and he was right. He told us it was coconut oil and salt. It's true. It's coconut oil and Epsom salt and then some flowers. And it's a fucking zero waste. Hey, this is a zero waste school. Hey, yeah. Hey, whose kid goes to a zero waste school? <laughs> yeah. I've got so much Epsom salt. I need to donate it to the school. Yeah. Okay. Take, right. take your earphones out so you can't hear it. So okay. you can't Here hear it. Here I go. They're coming out. out. Earphones take out. Take so you, you need to take them out. Don't Hold do on. it like the Rob guys really yeah. doing. Hold on. It. Guys, what is... <laughs> Wallace absolutely heard that his dad loves feet. Yeah. Oh he told the teachers <laughs> and that's where this is going. Jesus I got, Christ. I guarantee it. All right. Oh, so, I've got a rob. Okay, go ahead. Got a rob. All right, so, this so, back. So, it back in. Aaron, you so, don't even want to know. Yeah. So Wallace told us that it was coconut oil and salt. And so Anna dropped him off today and talked to his teacher and was like, what exactly was that thing? And she said, oh, yeah, it's a it's a yeah, it's like a it's a balm and it's coconut oil and Epsom salts. And, you know, it's it's, you know, for your skin or whatever. 
And my wife said to his teacher, like, oh, yeah, Wallace said that'd be great for his dad's feet. And his teacher was like, that's amazing. Sophia said the same thing about her dad. So, like, somehow, yes. all oh the kids God. are concerned <laughs> See? about he their must, dad's he must, feet. Hey, hey, that guy must have a podcast where the co-host makes fun of his foot fetish, too. Yeah, I was telling you, I was sitting on the couch the other day. My kid came by. I go, oh, I go, ouch, 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 ouch. And she goes, what's wrong? And I said, well, I, you know, I fell off my bike. And the doctor said, my toes are too short and somebody needs to pull on them. And they can just pick one or two toes, oh, any God. toe, no. and just pull on them. What the I'm fuck? So and they were I, like, I just, no. I, we need to stop. So I'm telling you right now, your kid is the best kid that he, he has given you foot cream. Oh, my he made God. I would at school. I would kill for homemade foot cream. Okay. My kids are not giving me any foot related items ever. What a disaster. Aaron will give you some homemade foot cream. I'm, you know what? When I come to visit Aaron, I expect some foot cream. I, I, you know what? I coconut oil and Epsom salt. I mean, that. We'll make it for you, man. Yeah. It's yeah. Right you could, you could set Aaron, up your Aaron cast would probably iron do with a little, it. Aaron would probably do a little jazz. Peepop, peepop, peepop while he's putting it on your feet for you too. <laughs> That'd be, just get it all oiled up. Aaron. Oh, oh, Aaron. I don't want your shirt to get oily. You better take that off. How I've been my wife. <laughs> I was somehow guessing that. Your son had gone to school and said, told the teacher that my dad's a, a foot freak. Oh, no. That the teacher. Like, <laughs> that yes. one is not. We yeah. do usually know. You guys know we do a post game on the, on the morning after the show, yeah. but we've not mentioned the foot freaks yet. No, that one. Okay, good. That one hasn't gone. Right, he, thank he, God. He knows enough other stuff. He knows. Yeah, he knows a lot. Yeah, he, knows he knows about my about Skittles drinks. He knows your yeah. Skittles drinks. He knows uh, Aaron. So Aaron, I got to ask you. He literally you? sings Aaron loves feet to a beloved Christmas song. There's only a moment of time before that gets out to the teachers. <laughs> Aaron, when you're in your new car and it's playing through your new speakers, do you is there a point where it's playing and your son's in the back where you turn it off or do you just let yeah. it play no oh, matter definitely. what? Yeah. There have been points where it's like, Oh, and then, and then he gets mad. He's like, I wanted to hear more back did it better. And we're like, no, that's not. No, like, you can't sorry. Listen to yeah. yeah. No, it's, so it's you, so happened. you, you, unlike Brian from Woodbury, you actually, yeah, he lets it turn, go. Yeah. yeah we'll, he just, we'll lets it go. Yeah. We have to. he's, <laughs> he's now explaining to his kid, the double entendre that is the scat band. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, that was that it for your piano? That's it. Time's up. That was my role. <laughs> oh, that was your role going. going? <laughs> We're at Matt. <laughs> Is it time for the rating? Yeah. Do <laughs> I need to step in? Do we that might be my bad. A, a Guys, replacement here or you not? got me all fired up with all this foot, <laughs> foot rub talk. God. Matt, rolling going. How's it going with you? Oh, it was a tough it, week, I, guys. I got to say, I, can I interrupt? I know, Matt, you don't like to interrupt. But if you say you got through like two more albums over the last hour while we were recording, I'm going to lose my shit. Why? Why? You ruined my bit. Motherfucker. Again, ruined it again by butting in. Okay. Uh, Russell, you're so smart to think of that bit. Oh, my God, Russell. You're so funny. Russell's uh, funny. Guys, He's the funniest it was a, guy. It, smartest it guy was a rough bucket. week. I didn't get through any songs this week, so I can't update it. So I'm still at... 458 on the list. Sorry, guys. Uh, ESPN, they had a uh, tearjerker oh, no. sports movie. What have you done, Russell? So, what movies? You know, tearjerker sports movie. I don't know, movie. like like uh, Rudy or something. So it was pretty good. Um, baseball's back. The Twins. I'm yes. excited. I'm excited for the Twins. They don't have any pitching, but they might have a lineup. So that'll be fun to see. And it's like 65 degrees out. Well, how many week, baseball games barbecue. do you watch during a season, man? Like full games? Well, uh, n- hardly any now. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. It's kind of the old thing. Again, what we talked about, I don't know, four weeks ago now, whatever it is that <laughs> time is. No I, meaning I used to sit down, watch, watch the twins. Yep. And now we're married. But again, I, <clears throat> I found the worst thing oh, about married. baseball is that it's nine thirty at night, ten thirty your time, yeah. six thirty Rosie's time, and you think that the game is going to be over in fifteen minutes, and then there's four pitching changes later, and sixteen hours. walks, and four home runs, and it's a tie game, and all of a sudden it's the tenth inning, and it's eleven o'clock. I hate yeah. that about baseball. You should try so, watching sports on the East Coast. Ooh. Like I'm watching these basketball games; they're getting done at twelve thirty at night for me. Yeah, like it. it's brutal. yeah, but like. Ba- well, that's the good thing about like hockey and basketball, right? There's a clock. It ends. I mean, even yeah. with the timeouts and everything, it ends. Baseball, man, it drags on. So I'm a Matt, baseball guy. Do but. you do you ever do you guys bring your kids to games? Are you guys the type where hey, the game's gone on for three and a half hours, we're getting out of here? Or do you make your kids yeah. stay till the end? Or what's what's your no. style? With I've got my your finger right over the button. Event? I've got my finger right over the button. Say you leave oh, early. I mean, we'll on. go, but like, yeah, I, I mean, oh, you can't stay to the end. No, man's you're a man's kids age. Yeah, you're a. I mean, you're, you're a glutton for punishment. Yeah. If you're going to make your kids stay there, Ooh, you know, and make them be the miserable. Morning, yeah. And it gets no, hot yeah. out. And I mean, plus, depending on where your seats are, it's hot. You got to beat Oof. the traffic. You know, Matt's like, Matt's like blaming the kid. He's like, <laughs> the kid has got to get home and like, you know, traffic. No. We know it's going to be bad. Pro- and I park I mean, real close. I mean, the problem is if you just park correctly, right? Like you park out a little bit farther away, you park right at the exit. <laughs> oh, so if you're in a is, ramp, this is you back shit. in. So you just drive right out and go right to the exit. <laughs> Oh, to all those Good parents stuff. out there, say hi to your new daddy. Oh, it's, it's been a while. Tip from Matt. Yeah, oh, it's not about what time you leave, Rob. It's not about what time you leave. It's, it's about, about where you park. park. It's about it's, where you park and how you park. You got to back that shit in so you can pull right out, weasel your oh, way yeah. out. Look what I got. More notes? Oysters. oysters. Canned oysters. <laughs> hey, I am now going to eat some canned oysters oh, on oh, air you right in front some. of you. I'm on air. I bought some. Now, I was told I was supposed to buy crackers with this. Well, I wasn't bought some. I was gifted some. I'll just put it this, this is like when This is like when Rob, remember Aaron will remember this, when he made us watch him eat cookies yeah. before a podcast. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. no, you guys sit here and you watch me eat these cookies. <laughs> what are you talking about? I didn't uh, make you guys <laughs> watch me eat cookies. Aaron, did he make us do it? I, yeah. It oh, happened. yes. Jesus Christ. So the, how many oysters this. are in there? Rob? I'm not doing this. <laughs> there's like a hundred. There's just 16. Them. Just take them all down in one thing. Oh my God. Look at this, guys. Look at what this looks like. Oh, there's definitely. Oh, I spilled on my computer. Oh, no. That's really bad. Rob's going to have to bring his laptop back into the IT department. So much school. He's got. Oh, no. He's playing all the noises. Got to go to the buttons. He doesn't play that anymore. We had an explosion of the club soda last week, and look what happened this week. No more food or drink. Oh, no. The jingle bells. The jingle bells is on a loop. Okay, so that's actually quite bad. My keyboard is. So, once again, guy who got cookie crumbs in the power thing, I am now going to have to go, oh my God, it smells terrible, Aaron. What did you do to me? You fucked me so hard, Aaron. Oh my God, I'm going to get fired for this. I smell oysters. Oh my God. This is so, this stinks so bad. (laughs) Oh, my computer. Oh, it just smells so bad in here. We're so screwed. Aaron, what did you do to me? Well, you 
So did you eat one yet? No, it smells terrible. Oh my did god, you know, it smells like oysters so in does, here. I mean, does everybody know what happened? So he, you were showing us in the Zoom camera, and you tilted the can, and all of the oyster juice spilled all over your laptop. And it turns out there is a ton of oyster juice. Did not realize how much oyster. And juice then you there started was. hitting yeah, buttons. Very, very that was pretty no, the buttons were the um, that was the computer like going nuts. Okay, wait. Now I got to see what's actually happening here. I can't see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just broke my computer with freaking oh, oyster that, juice. That's, that's kind of delightful. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. Not delightful, actually, Aaron. Not. He said, "Oh, Aaron, you fucked me so hard." <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't get how that happened. You that, did. Though. You made me open this. This is your bit, kind of. Wait, no, it's not my Yeah, it actually kind of is. Like. We are, so, okay, listen. To you, it seemed like nothing went wrong in the audience. It seemed like everything's fine, not a big deal. Okay? To you, it doesn't seem like we just stopped for a half hour and panicked about whether or not my computer is now a victim of the oyster sauce spilling on the computer. And by the way, I would have to go into tech yet again and tell them that I got more food on my computer. I just quickly. I just and this wanna, time, instead of cookies, it's going to be raw oysters out of a can. Like no, shit. all of these things are wrong. First of all, oyster sauce and the oil in a tin of smoked oysters are two entirely different things. Oyster sauce is a, is a whole different thing. It's a sort of, uh, you know, dark gelatinous sauce. Yeah, that has, I know what yeah, oyster sauce oyster, is. Don't yeah. talk down to me. I know what it is. I have And some these oysters in your tin, Rob, are not raw. They're smoked oysters. So I just want to interject those two, uh, two things and then let's keep, keep rolling. Oh, okay. So I'm going to show you. I'm going to not tip the Don't tin this drop. time. Don't drop. We do not. You the camera. that fucking oyster <laughs> thing after what we just went through. Look at this. So there are the oysters. Can uh, you guys see? Disgusting. Matt. Yeah. Matt, I know well, you're not looking look. at purpose, man. I don't want to. Yeah, I know. I don't okay. want to watch don't this look shit. Okay, appetizing. So, they're, they're not meant to look at. They No, they look like bugs. They look like yeah. bugs of the sea, which is what they are. When I'm looking at them now, I realize they are just little bugs. And yet, if I were buying these oysters on the shell in New York City, I would be eating approximately $20 worth right now. So I have put the oysters onto a half of a hamburger bun. Now, I did yeah. sop some of the oil off the oh, desk gross. with the bun beforehand, <laughs> so I do have a little extra flavor in there. I am now going to try this uh, raw oyster, uh, smoked oysters out of a tin on bread. And as I said before, no problems have resulted from this. This is going to be worth it big time. Aaron, did you take like your did you take your date to like an oyster place instead of the Olive Garden? Is that why she ended up making out you with know, Randy? Now that I Randy think about it, that might have been champion? the issue. That might have if been the issue. If you're going to Iowa's biggest oyster place, you might be in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, now now that you mentioned it, maybe that was the problem. How are so the oysters, at, Rob? Rob's chowing down. He likes them. He's going to finish that whole tin telling you he is. Listen, I had my suspicions. That was absolutely delicious. I love oysters out of a tin. I didn't have to mess with shucking them, and I didn't have to put sauce on it. I yes. ate it with bread. And now my body just feels oily. Like I feel oily from the inside out. <laughs> Guys, that was absolutely delicious. Oh. Oh. Oh, that feels I feel healthier. I feel strong. I feel like really strong. Oysters are like it's unstoppable. 
Dude, oysters are good for your balls, man. Like they're good for the for the male so? genitalia. What? I think it's the zinc in them, or um, mm-hmm. it makes them zinc down lower. Yeah, they're so low. They've zinc <laughs> down low so far already. Aaron. They do got to zinc down a little bit. Yeah. Maybe that's shrimp. I don't know. I think it's both. Well, oysters are supposed to be an aphrodisiac, right? Rob, is it a problem? What? One of them zinks Rob, a little Jenny's bit lower sleeping. than the other one. <laughs> no, that's normal, actually. Oh, actually, let's let's test that, Rob. Why don't you oil up with the rest of that oyster oil and then. Go hop into bed and then let us know next week how it turned out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Testy that. So here's the thing. Let's talk about what are we talking about again? Oysters? What are we Miles talking Davis about? Miles Davis Bitches Brew. Miles Davis Bitches Brew, which I doubt smells any worse than the Something bunch of raw cool. oysters. What, what, what did Rob keyboard. call the first album? Some kind no, of No, cool. don't remember that. I don't recall that. I didn't think about that every time I was doing research for this. Listen. <laughs> We're sitting here in 1969, right? Talking about the, this album was yes. released in 70, but released, uh, talking about 69. Sure. And summer of 69. You have to realize at this point, jazz is in big trouble. Actually, jazz has been on the decline and with rock and roll becoming more and more popular. Jazz literally, what's the stat, Matt, from the Ken Burns documentary? It was like 90% of all album sales. And then it's. Yeah. Like, it was like, like three. Four. Yeah. yeah. So, however, you we are talking here about Miles Davis. Miles Davis has literally been at the forefront of every major movement in jazz, right? So he was there with Charlie Parker for bebop, where they're improvising around a chord structure and just seeing how fast they can go. So here we have Miles Davis, Charlie Parker. Jeez. Then, yeah, when you hear that, like that sounds still sounds revolutionary today. Now, he did have an album called Something Cool, right? There's something. Birth of the Cool. Some kind of cool. Birth, Birth of Cool. Birth of the Cool. I was right. Oh, who, who should cool. apologize to who now? Which was actually taken from a whole bunch of sessions from like 48 until, I don't know, 52 or something. So Birth of Cool, he comes up with cool jazz, which from what I can tell is just slow, kind of boring jazz. Am I right? Who cares? We're moving on. Then <laughs> Miles Davis is at the absolute head of hard bop, right? Blue and boogie here. Hard bop, that's what we call it now? This is hard, hard bop. bop? Yep. I kind of want some more oysters. It's too, bad, it's too bad Aaron's high school date didn't screw that up. She would have got the hard bop. The hard. <laughs> she was getting the hard bop, just not from Aaron. Aaron hard bopped into him when he walked in. I heard by hard bopped right into him and said, oh, I'm sorry. Oop, I did the oop. Oh, so then, then with kind of blue, right? We're talking about modal jazz with here with so what? We're now instead of we talked about it, but it's instead of going around the chord, they're going around the distance between the notes, kind of basically going up and down scales. I forget is that Jimmy Cobb on the drums? No. Then we have here we uh, go. What what Aaron didn't have with the date, which is post bop, which he did with his second quintet. Yeah, and here you got Tony Williams on drums, Ron Carter on bass. Wayne Shorter playing the playing the sax. I mean, Miles said he said, you know, I'm I'm I want to be different. Like you cannot grow if you're not changing. Now, the one thing that he would not touch is what was becoming a little bit bigger at that oh, time it, in it'll, jazz. It'll it'll grow whether you're changing or not. Which, <laughs> which is if you have enough of those oysters, it's good for your balls. Aaron said, "Yeah, that's it is. true. They are good for your balls." I don't spend a lot of time thinking about my balls, so I'm not going to think about that right. actually a lot over the next week or so. It actually maybe make this part of my regular diet. Um, <laughs> th- there's something out there called free jazz, which is where Miles didn't want to go. Free jazz, and Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't free jazz just basically everybody playing whatever they want, right? It, the challenge is to go far away from being a song. 
Yeah, I think it, yes, I think it was about uh, let's let go of structure um, because I do think most of these tunes that you played already, whether they had different, very various uh, types of harmonic structure, they still had song structure. It had, a, it yeah. had you know, it had part A, part B, part C, bring back part A, and then let's do a coda kind of thing. Hey, Russell, you want to hear something you're really going to hate? Check out Free Jazz. <laughs> Hey, 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 who wants to go see the Scott Highlands High School Band? I'm in. I mean, this sounds like if you went to a jazz concert and the piano bar only called up certain people from the... Was that this episode? That was this episode. But, but this <laughs> is... But, but Rob, I, I wouldn't know this if I couldn't see your screen, but this is Ornette Coleman, right? Yes. But, I mean, the thing is, like, I still think all these guys and, and um, you know, Coltrane also got into free jazz, and uh, I think his Ascension album is the one that I really think of. There was still, at some level, someone leading the whole thing. Yeah. There was always someone saying, okay, now it's your solo. Now it's your solo. You know, And there were still sketches. There was still music in front of these people. There were still sketches to say, we're going to kind of go through these modes or these, these chord yeah. changes. So the, it never got all the way into, like, let's just play whatever the fuck we want. Like There was still someone trying to hold it together, whether it was rhythmically, structurally, harmonically. It was still happening. So at this point, he is also married to um, Betty Davis. Ooh, she is the Betty Davis House or the Betty yes. Davis no. that died recently. Kim Carnes. She was a big freak. Yeah, Betty Davis. She was the Betty Davis died. And she saw her and you see her. Oh my gosh, so confusing. She was a funk artist. She... Betty Davis died and Betty Davis eyes. Confusing. Yeah. It's so scary in the cemetery. That's because Betty Davis died. <laughs> nice, nice. I thank you very much. Um, but basically, she got him into seeing um, Sly and the Family Stone, Jimi Hendrix, and he sees all these bands getting huge numbers with kids. And he goes, I have to start incorporating rock into jazz. And basically, this album is what comes out of this jazz fusion, which I like to think about as being the opposite of what Frank Zappa was doing, where he was putting jazz into rock. Miles Davis is, is putting rock into oh, jazz. Wow, Rob. So we're Ooh. seeing more yeah, very smart stuff to say. And that's oh, actually an original thought. Um, <laughs> I like that. <it>, <laughs> unlike most of these. The other big thing with this album that we're going to hear is tape edits, which have never been a part of jazz. Jazz was always recorded just as a take. And, and, and this was recorded as takes too, but he would go back and chop it up, mix it up and, uh, and kind of rearrange it. So it, that, that we haven't seen on another jazz album before. And it worked. He got a big audience. This album right. went all the way up to 35 on the Billboard Top 200, one of his best-selling albums of all time, except for the best-selling jazz album of all time, which is also his. I think the two records are two totally different they things. Are. The first side of the first record is just one song, Pharaoh's Dance. And you can hear this, the tape editing going on right in the beginning here. Listen to this. Yeah. And... That's what's wild about this whole, the, especially the first two songs, is that uh, his producer Teo Macero took. So basically, it was the same kind of same kind of process that we talked about with. Uh, again, I'm going to talk about Voodoo, where it was like, let's just put players in the studio, let the tape yep. run, and then go back and listen to the tape and see what we got. And that's what they were doing. And then eventually, like all the stuff we hear at the at the outset of the album is not the first notes that were played, especially for Pharaoh's dance. Like Tam Sarah went and put it back together later, but miles famously said musical direction by miles Davis. Miles did not want anyone else to think that 
someone else had control over this album. And he did have control, but he was also a control freak in many parts of his life, which we may, may or may not want to get into. But I also think he's probably had lots of stuff stolen by white guys in studios before. Yes, like this is exactly. not, and he didn't, you know, want this is a Ray Charles yeah. getting paid in one type situation as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the other thing about this album, right? Is that we look at the instruments, we've got Miles Davis on trumpet and we've got somebody on soprano saxophone, Wayne bass Shorter. clarinet, drums, 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 percussion, two electric pianos, two basses, one electric, one string, and an electric guitar. So, I mean, all new stuff. Here's Miles coming in on Pharaoh's Dance. Listen to this trumpet, man. It's So yeah, he doesn't play for the, I mean, at least the way the album was put together, you don't hear him for the first two and a half minutes. And this album has put all of my sound systems of various, like I've listened to it in headphones. I've listened to this album a lot. I used to listen to it at the gym because I'm weird, um, mostly in headphones. I've listened to this album Wait, a lot. You you go to the gym and you listen to this? Yeah, back in the day when I used to go to the gym. Yeah. Aaron, I I did a workout today listening to this album. It's fun, right? It's fun as shit. Like it puts you in a you weird feel, mindset. You feel like almost like a naughty pervert because you know <laughs> if anybody knew what you were listening to, they'd be like, yeah. what the hell? But you you're like Ooh, I'm not. You know, it's like when yeah. you were in middle school and you're reading like a Stephen King book after taking a test. Natural naughty free jazz. And I remember distinctly, I was reading Stephen King after a quiz, and there was the nastiest, dirtiest sex scene. You know, only like Stephen King would write it, like just terrible. And I'm sitting there reading it. I'm like, I am reading a sex scene in school. This is so wrong, and I know it is, and I love it. That's how I felt listening to this album working out. I love it when you're walking around in the normal world and this album's in your headphones. You're like, oh, I'm I'm on I'm on a different plane than everyone around. So so how can you how can somebody listen? So here we have soprano and, and keyboard. How can we listen to especially this first songs where this it's this fusion idea where it's not as strong of a melody as like Bob. Like you couldn't hum this song, right? No, I've been I've been and uh, here we got the bass clarinet from uh, Benny Mopan, which I really enjoyed. Uh, you know, it was an inspired choice for Miles to choose uh, mostly bass clarinet and soprano sax as the other horns, which could have been, you know, particularly would have been alto sax and tenor sax for most of his other quintets. And then he chose, uh, just listen to Benny, like he's really going here. Um, I mean, the, the best I description I, I read was that... There. Uh, best description I read, I read was like, let's just treat this as like a, well, you already talked about the jungle at some point in, in, in the night tonight, but like treat this as like a sonic jungle and just drop it anywhere and see where you're at. But, um, Russell, you asked me earlier if I was going to talk about the bass clarinet and I do think, uh, inclusion of Benny Mopan on bass clarinet here is great. Uh, the other famous jazz bass clarinetist that people typically think of is Eric Dolphy, um, who I, you guys know I love, but, uh, Russell, what are your thoughts? Actually, Aaron, there's a different jazz bass clarinetist that actually this was the first album that featured a bass clarinet as the lead the lead instrument. I want to hear and it's it. our guy Herbie Mann. Oh Herbie Mann. The great ideas of the Western man. Check this out. This was the one of the first jazz albums to feature the bass clarinet as the lead instrument. This is Herbie Mann. Yeah. Our guy. That's it. That's so great. I did not know he played the bass clarinet. I dare you to bring someone home that you want to start making out with and then put on this to play. 
Dude, I mean, first, why not? First, why I'm going to spill you? oyster juice all over them, and then I'm going to play this album. Yeah, sorry, my hands smell like garlic, and my apartment <laughs> smells like oyster juice. I think the bass clarinet is a fantastic, and particularly, like, when it gets up into its upper register, I think that's just, like, it's a really unique sound. I love it. And if you guys remember, we've, we've heard the bass clarinet before on like a pop album. It was the Beatles. Remember that song, When I'm 64? That's the oh. bass clarinet on that, I'll isn't it? Always remember it. Always remember. Will you still need me? Will yeah, I think it kicks in right here. Yeah. I'm 64. Boom, boom. Right? Whoa. That's the same. Yeah, that's yeah, true, yeah. Isn't it's it? just beautiful, right? That I, I got a big kick out of the bass clarinet on this. It, it added something totally different from other albums we've listened to. I enjoyed it. Oh, I like so it, Russell. I agree with you, man. I don't know. I, I feel like I might be a bass clarinet. Like if me walking around, you know, Peter and the Wolf style, like I'm walking around and it's a bass clarinet. That might be me. It's like the tuba version of the clarinet, right, Rob? Boom, it's, boom, it's, boom, it is boom, like the tuba boom, version boom, of the clarinet. You're totally right about that. Yeah. Uh, let's see the tuba version of the clarinet. I love that. That's just the tuba is the low thing. Uh, we have a sax and clarinet counterpoint. I mean, listen to all the echo here. This is something you don't hear in a lot of jazz albums, right? Is this distortion? Yeah, and then here you have, this is the soprano saxophone. So Wayne Shorter played tenor sax for most of the albums that he did with, uh, the dates he did with Miles previous, but they, they did soprano sax on here, and it was kind of led to Miles' interest in Indian music later because of this kind of eastern sound of the soprano sax. I can make a sound of a soprano sax. Hey, forget about it. We're going to have sex now. Hey. <laughs> Ah, Marone, we're having sex over here. Oh, Marone. Uh, <laughs> will you pass the fucking ZD? On Twitter today, they said that they're saying Madone the whole time. And it's short for like Madonna. And I was like, that can't be true, right? Huh? I don't and, know, man. I, I, we, have a friend from, we have a friend from New Jersey and she was over here for a Christmas party. And she was like, we had some prosciutto sitting out and she was like, hey, leave it to your friend from New Jersey to come over and eat up all your prosciutto. And like that's just how they talk. Like, but did she say Madone at any time or Marone? As, no, as a person who recently rewatched uh, Sopranos, you know, and usually watching it with subtitles on, it was always Marone. Okay. You watch with the Without subtitles on. Yeah, you got it. Watch everything with subtitles. You got to do team yeah. subtitles right here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I don't. Woo-woo. Yeah. If, if, if I have to guy. watch something with subtitles, I turn that shit off. I'm out. No, oh. I'm subtitles. Russell, you don't have a wife who goes to bed. Subtitles. Yeah, you don't have a wife who goes to bed at nine o'clock. You know, kids that you don't want to wake up. Things like that. Yeah, and you also pick things up. And maybe you're working on your reading too. Like it's not a big deal. Right. (laughs) Maybe that counts as reading books. Maybe it's a good thing I spill my oyster juice on women instead of having kids. Right. (laughs) Don't say you can't. Oh no, let's no, no. We've gone too far, Russell. Too far. We don't need to hear about your oyster juice all over women. Too far. If it reminds anybody in any way of oyster juice, you need to go to the hospital. You need to go get checked out, please. Guess now two pianos going right, Aaron. I thought so. I mean, when I heard this, because. Uh, and one thing I read was the pianos. Yeah, I thought it, it sounded like doing hey, pianos a bit. Let's have Fran come up and sing <laughs> Pharaoh's Dance, please. <laughs> I I don't know if I could hear this when I was listening, but I and we're gonna get too too far into the night before we finish all this. But I did read that when they remixed this, they put they they considered it Chick Corea as the main keyboardist and then guest because it was either been Dave Holland, I think. 
or Joe Zavanil. So they put Chicory on the right always, and then the other keyboardist on the left whenever they when they remix this. But uh, Chicory, uh, who just passed, and who, by all accounts from everything I read, was just like a wonderful man. It, kind of the opposite of Miles. Uh, everybody loved Chicory. We talked about him. Didn't he play with uh, Steely Dan at some point? Is that right? Did, yeah, yeah. He yeah. played a ton. I mean, he played a ton in the seventies. He was a band leader, and then played on a ton of stuff. And I think people loved working with him from everything I've read and uh, just passed. Was that um, was that Chick South Korea or North? So listen, yeah. we got the groove here in Bitches Brew on the other side. Oh the- yeah, here's where the yeah like. Here's where one of the one of my favorite grooms on the album kicks. So, in. do you call this the titular track or the titular movement or these songs or what do you even call the? I think what, songs what do you call these twenty five minute deals? Twenty five minutes. It's longer than some of the albums we've listened to. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of long. <laughs> saying. Russell's Russell's I, he's saying something I don't quite understand. <laughs> I think it's so subtle. <laughs> so this is I've more of that. Heard it before. This is more yeah, of so, that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just not that. Ooh. I think. Yeah, yeah. Here comes Injected Jeanette's laying down the groove, and you got some bass clarinet. Yeah. And this, to me, is like where he's really getting into the funk a bit. What's interesting is that they're all playing together. They're all watching each other, right? Very little yeah. of this is planned. I mean, he would tell them very little, not barely even chord structures, but right. he had a theme that he would blast out on his trumpet when it was time to change what they were doing. And he listen to the theme right here for Bitches Brew. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. So we're going to hear that a couple more times. Now here, I mean, this is a good trumpet solo. Listen to this. Yes. Would you say that's a pretty epic trumpet moment? It is an epic trumpet moment. It's like I heard, I read a lot of people say this was miles at the height of his powers playing the trumpet. You know what? Sometimes we got to celebrate the trumpet. And I don't know if Matt has celebrated the trumpet once before. But if nope. not, we're going to celebrate the trumpet yeah. by doing a list of the most iconic trumpet moments in pop music history. Yes. Yeah, trumpet 2020. I don't know if this is pop, but normal music, not jazz music, is what I'm trying to say. Normal music, not jazz music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that it's normal, different. I mean, just that honestly, music. like there's there's amazing trumpet players on all the jazz albums. These are songs, other other songs. Yeah, normal music, Aaron. Okay. Yeah, just normal music. Normal. All right, first up is from 1963. We may have talked about this guy earlier. This is Ring of Fire, Johnny Cash. Ooh. Trumpets at the beginning, right? We do not talk about Johnny Cash enough. Ah, that's a trumpet. Oh, that's oh an epic God. trumpet opening, that's isn't so it? That's so nice. Yeah. Happy to hear that anytime. You know, we used to have Cash, Love Steve Jobs, is a burning and Bob Hope. <laughs> and now we've got no Cash, no Jobs. No Hope. <laughs> well, the Bob Hope Jr., but he's he's actually a really bad person. Canceled. So the trumpet player on that guy named Bill Mc, <laughs> Bill Mc, Roseanne Cash. Bill McKinney. Good point. He was a musical arranger in Nashville, and he actually became the leader of a jazz musician band in Nashville. I thought that was interesting. So not normal music. Not not normal normal music. Normal. Outside the bar, it says warning, not normal. He was doing normal music, and they went to the not normal side. Pay five bucks, and you can come up and play some not normal music with us. Speaking of not normal music, this is also not normal, but I know it's one of Aaron's (laughs) favorites, and I like it. This is Herb Albert. From the Spanish Flea no. song. No. <laughs> Albert. 
the Spanish flea song. Yes. Also, I like oh, that. I like that Russell puts song at the end of all the songs. Yeah, this, this is the track. Stairway to Heaven song. Now I don't get it because I bought a ton of this at the gas station once. It didn't do anything. Spanish flea. I don't think it. BC Boys lied to me. No, uh, Tone Loke, you lied to me. Miles Davis once had a quote about Herb, Al- Herb Albert. He said, you hear three notes and you know immediately it's Herb Albert. I mean, he's not yes. wrong. He's not right. You listen to three notes of mine. Yes. <laughs> There's also three no's when I bite somebody. Yes. And oh. one. <laughs> a whole note. More like a bite the size of a quarter note. Yes. No an rest note for me, Marv Albert. Yes, an eight note. Damn it, that's a way better one. My dates all are eight notes because I bit them. Yes. And I was right, in next, a hotel way downtown. Bang. Next song on the next song on the list. I know we already touched on the Beatles earlier, but this is Beatles Penny Lane from Magical Mystery uh, Tour, nineteen sixty-seven. Yes. You guys will know the trumpeter, right? I uh, yeah. Here comes. Uh, a pickle, a piccolo trumpet, I believe, right? Yeah. Aaron used to sit on his bed when his parents would leave and just yell out that trumpet line on his. You know that I own this. I own this on CD. You know that, Rob. I mean, I was more. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Yeah, Our man, son is upstairs playing his trumpet again. I read that that trumpet player brought nine trumpets to that audition and decided <laughs> that was the trumpet to play. Can you imagine having too many nine trumpets? trumpets? Nine too many trumpets. trumpets. Oh I mean, if God. you if you saw a guy with a big bag and you said, what's in that bag? And you said nine trumpets, you'd be like, dude, you know, you can just say That's you don't want to talk. Man. You, you don't have to lie to me. Nine trumpets. How, you say, nine is too many. How many is just right? Probably one. Seven. One trumpet is seven? just right. That is a seven good number trumpets, of trumpets. I, would think. I think one. You, have you ever seen right have you ever seen like like people that are really into bowling? Yes. Yes. Yeah. How many you know, how many balls they've got? Yeah. Well, now, at one like, point, I did own two separate bowling balls, but you do need a spare ball for my spare ball had the grenade in it. If you remember, it was stolen from my, my Jeep. Yeah, we used to have a there. There was a Richfield Lane. I forget. God, I forget. Larry airport Lane. Air, no, there the, the was Airport Bowl, which is on the east side of town. Oh, and, I'm a Lariat guy. Yeah, it was owned by a, a family and they're yeah. in our. And so these guys, they had they had six balls and they would, you know, each ball. Was dependent on how much oil was on the lane. Yeah, and so you, you, you didn't know. You would have to take six balls with you to each of these different these uh, matches or whatever you have for a bowl a game, because you didn't know how the oils were, how slick the lanes were. So yeah, I've got I've got oil on my lane too. But I'm, what I'm talking about is the L A N and E key on my computer. It's, <laughs> it's on that lane, and I can tell you that's going to be more than a penny lane too. That is a very expensive lane. Well, if any of you guys were guys, to be really Penny good Lane, at- what the fuck? That was a great joke. I mean, <laughs> the oil get in my it's microphone. Late. Hello, hello. <laughs> if any of you guys were really good at bowling, you know what I would give you is a trophy, and that's the next song on the list. This is "Trophies" by Drake. Oh, Drake! Oh, that's great nice trumpet, trumpet opening. Nice trumpet. He's so hey, much better if it so wasn't Drake. Ball. So good. Yeah, I, I like yeah. that. Last song on the list. Aaron, you wanted this to be a wrestling podcast. I've gotten a I lot do. of texts from people saying they want more pro wrestling on the podcast. <laughs> so the last song on the list from is Aaron. the time. My, my time is now the John Cena theme song. Check out oh. the trumpet. Oh, yes. look at those trumpets. Yes. 
Hey Rob, you can't see me. Might be the might be the dumbest finishing move of all time from like a top <laughs> ten wrestler, right? You think of like the top ten wrestlers of all time. What's this finishing that, move? Wait, he, goes, he hangs over the guy, does he can't see me, and then goes off the left rope, off the right rope, and then like drops an elbow on him. It is the dumbest. Matt, are your movie. kids? You can't see me. Do they pull ever pull the John Cena on you or not? No, we don't. I don't show them that crap. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a WCW guy. He's not showing. Us. <laughs> Forget about it. He's, he got the old Russell, VHS tapes. That's those down are for the, the most iconic trumpet moments in music. Oh, those are great lists. Rosie, so nice. there's one, there's one that's missing. That's a pretty darn good list, Russell. Well, oh, oh, Matt. Yeah. Opie Spody Dopalicious or whatever yeah. by Outcast. Yep. I was uh, going to put that on there, but we've covered it. And I thought you also put it on another list when you did the best trumpet songs and I couldn't remember it. So spend too much time together. We are together too much. If you guys can tell what your favorite trumpet Matt, is song that the one is. I missed? That's the one. That yes. is really Spody, the problem. Can you please yes. drop that in? Guys, we need to take a break from this podcast. We should not know each other's favorite trumpet songs. I've been saying that for six months. Matt, we need it. <laughs> season one, over. <laughs> we did it. 85. Welcome back to season yeah. two. <laughs> we're not going to finish this until we're like 85. Uh, Wayne Shorter on sax here. Hey, Wayne Shorter. This album hey, would have been better if it was Wayne Shorter. <laughs> I want to make sure we gave gave the saxophone a little bit of uh, a little bit of love. Am I going to need my umbrella today? I hope it's Wayne Shorter, not longer out there. And here we have Chick Corea again with a solo to end the first side of the album. Now, or to end the second side of the first LP. Right. This album, the next album, is actually more. It feels like bop almost, like more. It's just you more accessible. Like the, the grooves yeah. are sort of more. It's more. Yeah, it's more like songs that you can kind of grab on, grab a hold of. So, Aaron, when somebody who doesn't understand, who's this sounds like, random. What's the what's the correct term, Russell? Not real music. I, I that was Aaron's term, not mine. Okay, Wait, so no, like Aaron says, not real term? music. What the fuck are you talking about, Aaron? If somebody wants to listen to the first album of Bitches Brew, what do they need to understand? They're getting into just. Yeah, they have to just let go of trying to understand what's going on when. Because let's say, like, the album wasn't even put together in a way. You know, someone later went through and said, I'm going to kind of make some structure out of this. So you just have to try to put yourself in a mind state that I'm not going to understand this the first time through. I just have to enjoy it and sit back and, and relax. Now, listen to this and tell me if you think Miles Davis was listening to funk at the time. I mean, you can just hear it, right? Is this Spanish key? This is Spanish Key, first song off the second album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you hear the rhythm is much more driving. The, the groove is there. It's more like they're landing on the one, and then whatever goes on in between is, yeah. I spent yeah. like 17 minutes today trying to figure out if there was a flamenco guitar involved here so then I could play the Don Flamenco Mike Tyson's Punch-Out <laughs> song. Yeah. Turns out I can't. Sadly, no. no sadly, so, it's more about Spanish harmony or something, I think. I was reading right? something that, Spanish key is supposed to be somebody waking up and going through their day. So there's you waking up, right? And now the electric piano comes in. And you're kind of heading out to work. Things are picking up pace a little bit. Okay, yeah. Sort of like another day in the life kind of a thing. Yeah. And now we get to the hook of the song. And it... I thought the keyboards on this were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's your career. There's something about having two of them, right? Where you can really, it's 
Yeah, they're they're playing off each other, yeah. And from there, we're going into a big build. And then here there's soprano sax again, yeah. Then we can hear that theme again coming through here. Yeah, he really does play in a different way on this album. Like, really forward. It's not the it's not the muted, you know, sound we heard on Kind of Blue. Like, he's really out there powerfully. But this, there's not as much cutting. There's not as much weird editing going on. I mean, it's a right. much more straightforward right. jazz tune. And it kind of slows yeah, down so. at the end as we go to bed. Or maybe stay up late to do a double podcast that has gotten extended because somebody spilled maybe a <laughs> mollusk's oil on their computer. Uh, John McLaughlin was a guitar player. And I'll just play a little bit while I'll tell you a story about him. He recorded this whole album. And was like, I don't know. And he went in later to the offices and heard this music playing. And he said to the secretary, like, who's, who is playing this? Uh, this is crazy. I've never heard this before. She goes, yeah, this was you and Miles like last month. Like, this is your new album that just came out. Right. Yeah, because this was an out. This was essentially like an, an extra outtake from the, the, from the Bitches Brew track. That it was like, oh, the producer were like let's put it on the album that was John McLaughlin the name of the guitar do you guys know player. when you're when you're supposed to spin Miles Davis I would Th- guess this album if, or in general when are you I, supposed to spin Miles Davis when I'm anytime. trying to relax after my psychedelic dorm party or whatever we did last anytime. week anytime according to booze and vinyl you're supposed to spin it when you're trying to impress a dame you guys think this is good music to try to impress a lady a dame a dame yes <sighs> I don't know I I played it Actually, all week. it says to impress a, impress a new dame. So maybe it's not not the old dame, but a new one. Like if, if Rob was stealing a new, if he was stealing a new dame. Yeah. Or if I was in France, you know what I'd call it? What's that? A Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I South didn't Bend, mean to burn it down, yeah. okay? It was my bad. I already, did, sorry about that. So <laughs> Booze and Vinyl suggests that you set out some classic snacks. I love snacks. smoking and fine art. Yeah. Smoked almonds, marinated olives, a hunk of hard sheep's milk cheese, dim the lights, set the mood for some sensual lounging. And oh. they suggest Wait a, a minute, sensual bee. lounging. What's sensual lounging? Aaron, what's sensual lounging? I I guess like some some cuddling on the couch, maybe? Was there any sensual lounging at the Olive Garden at that Sadie <laughs> Hawkins date? Yeah. No, definitely not. No, I like this I do I like this new narrative Russ is telling where Aaron went on a date to Olive Garden. The guy is there <laughs> in the booth with the girl. Aaron has to sit across and then has to say, like, so are we gonna split the guy's like, we're gonna split the bill 50-50. And Aaron's like, Well, you guys <laughs> ordered two meals. I only got one. Oh, you could eat. And you guys actually were, ordered more expensive stuff. I just got a salad. So booze and vinyl suggests a bumblebee, which is dark rum. Fresh lime juice, but if you accidentally used all your lime juice on the previous drink that you screwed up, you have to use lemon juice. (laughs) (laughs) Honey syrup, and we know, I don't know how to make honey syrup, so you just put a little honey in there, put a little water in there, it counts. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then as you guys know, half an ounce of egg white. We've got egg white in this drink. Oh my God. That is a bumblebee, and it's probably the worst drink I've had on a podcast tonight. (laughs) (laughs) On a podcast tonight. It's the worst drink I've had on a podcast tonight. Oh, oh boy. It looks yeah. okay. It looks yeah. like a sour kind of. sleeping in tomorrow. Hmm. It's not good. Well, I yeah, I don't know. I, I think this podcast is now going to call Who Has Major Stomach Issues? I just ate a bunch <laughs> of oysters out of a tin, and Russell's drinking egg whites like Rocky. This guy. 
Russell's like a modern day Rocky. He's like Rocky going to brunch. I'm like the John McLaughlin of this podcast. <laughs> that makes sense to everybody. Right. Miles runs the voodoo. Oh, speaking speaking of John McLaughlin on that song. So I started researching. There's this uh, bass player on this album, Dave Holland. Have you guys heard of him? Oh, right. No, I, I mistakenly identified him as a keyboard player earlier. Yes, he's Speak, a bass player. Speaking of mistakes, Genius also doesn't know what the hell they're talking about with Dave Holland. Because I clicked on him in Genius, and it brought me to a list of his songs, and it told me that he also played drums for Judas Priest. Turns out, after a little bit of research, this guy does not also play drums for Judas Priest. (laughs) Makes sense. That's that's good, because otherwise he'd have to get arrested for breaking the law, breaking the law. So so for all the people who rely on, on Genius for their music information, don't do it anymore. That's so weird that the people who upload the stuff about the drummer for miles. You'd think that actually they would know what's going on. That's very strange. Here we have, you can hear here. We have a xylophone in the background. I was reading one of the things that makes miles Davis a little bit different is that he has, he has, he has numerous drummers. So he has numerous drummers to be very precise. Is that right? So like he's got like three drummers playing at once. Is that correct? Yeah, I don't know if it was about being precise or just about he didn't he, he had an idea for what the sound he wanted was and then if one guy couldn't get it he'd bring in the next guy. But we we heard uh, what's his name was doing that live. The last James guy we Brown about. had multiple drummers, but part of the reason he had multiple drummers was if he fired one, he'd have another yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Miles only fired people for being addicted to drugs from what I know. Who was the last jazz guy we did? Coltrane? Coltrane, Coltrane had two drummers on his live on that live album yeah oh yeah absolutely uh soprano sax coming in for miles runs the voodoo down yeah it's Wayne again running the voodoo down with miles I enjoyed this second album so much more but I think it's because I don't I'm not smart maybe I think maybe that's it like I'm I'm a dumb guy it's just because it's 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 more Aaron doesn't think so no I I don't I don't think so that's why he's so sweet when I say, am I dumb? Aaron says no. And honestly, that's the bar for being my friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen to this closing solo here by Miles. I can hear the influence on John Cena's theme song. So we got some keyboards. I I've been I, I've saved this for far too long, but I listened to I don't listen to other podcasts as you guys uh, as we've discussed, but I did listen to a podcast about Prince's Coming to America album, which was released posthumously, and the drummer uh, who ended up playing on the Coming to America album told a story about when Prince called called him or her up, might have been a woman, uh, called them up and said, uh, "Do you want to play on my album?" Um, Prince said. Do you like the drum rolls of Jack DeJohnette? And it's true. Like you hear it in this song. Like that. Like he'll just mix one in, just like randomly, like in the middle of a groove, just like it's pretty impressive. So Prince was obviously listening to Bitches Brew. Oh yeah, I think everybody, every musician has listened to this, right? Like this is a, this is a huge, this is a huge album. It's a, it's. I would say it's a. I would say some people would think this is maybe a top, oh. a top three <laughs> jazz album. I'm a huge. Album. <laughs> Instead of 11 inches, I'm 14 inches. I don't fit on normal record players. <laughs> well, that's when I whipped that out. Sanctuary. 
This so was this the one the that was composed right? by Wayne Shorter. Right. And Miles wanted credit for writing, and he wouldn't give it to him, so Miles redid a lot of the song. Yeah, Miles, Miles wanted to be in control. And I'll just play you the end of the album here. We made it? We're at the end of the album? I don't know. My computer just says, need more oyster juice. So I think I've actually created kind of a monster here. Wayne Shorter also played with Steely Dan, Nora Jones, Art Blakely, and Ted Nugent. Yeah, Ted Nugent. Crazy long career. Right? He also wrote an opera that was recently performed in Berkeley, California. Like, the man really? has had a wild career. Wow. We got, guys, we should, should we be jazz musicians? No. I mean, doesn't that sound like fun? Musicians? Getting together and doing that stuff? Yeah. I mean, it sounds fun if we could learn how to play. Okay, I agree with Aaron. Let's start a jazz band. <laughs> okay. A jazz podcast. Oh, my God. A jazz podcast. Oh. Could <laughs> argue we are the best jazz podcast. One could oh. argue. Uh, we, one could, unless maybe you listen to a bunch of podcasts to study for this. And there's actually some really good ones. I was really impressed. Listen, that was Bitches Brew. So now we get to everybody's favorite part. It's patented. It's copy protected. It's the rating system. I will tell you, Rob, tonight, right now, this is my favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yes, no, 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 no. We made it. You know this, man, but we're doing a triple header. Triple header. Oh, nice. Yes. System. We can All totally of my more devices are going to run out of battery by the time we try that. So forget <laughs> Listen, it. is this a rolling well-toned? Okay. Uh, if this is has just the perfect amount of oyster juice in the computer, that means it's great. It's rolling well-toned. Everybody loves it. It is perfect at 87, okay? Should this have been higher on the list? Now, in my mind, higher means earlier on the list, okay, which is also a lower number. Now, you might be thinking, what other things have lower numbers higher up? And the answer is, if you're diving down deep into a lake, okay, you would actually go higher up and those would be lower numbers talking about the depth. So that's something to think about if you want. Yeah, it is interesting. And Or is this a rolling groan? You did not like this, okay? It was uh, not very good. It should be lower on the list. And in this case, lower on the list, I mean, it's a higher number. So what things go higher as we go lower? And again, we're talking about diving. So I'm picturing a poster with different things you could dive to in the depths. Lower number is a higher number is lower on the list, hence the diving poster. I think they're going to become big. So if you want to invest now, please email in to beckdidabetter at gmail.com. We've got some great investment opportunities for you. Okay. We could put you in a new Hyundai today. Okay. And we're not, none of us are regretting the decision of doing a double. This is all fine. Okay. This is a good idea. Maybe we should do this every week, maybe every day. Okay. We should be doing this more often. Okay. And if we did this every day for like the next year, Matt would still be ahead of us on the list. Oh my God. You're totally right. That's, that's not good. Not good. But it's what we've chosen. Okay. We're going to be doing this for the rest of our lives. This is the business we've chosen. Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? We're talking Miles Davis. We're talking bitches brew. It's the life we chose or rather the life that chose us. I am on record <laughs> as saying, I don't understand why they pick and choose jazz albums for this list. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me why this is the third jazz album on the list when there's been no Thelonious Monk. There's been, I'm not going to get into it. Uh, I'm going to call it rolling well-toned. I'm confused, but I think it matters. I think a lot of artists listened to it and it, it influenced a lot of people and it made a difference in popular music that followed it. So I'm going to call it rolling well-toned. Listen, Aaron's saying the label, cause he's on the record. 
Uh, I've got <laughs> Russell in Minnesota, and I'm doing the wrong part of the park podcast. Russell, rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? What's your rolling going? I enjoyed listening to to the album. <laughs> there is a lot of cool music stuff in here. The 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 bass clarinet was cool. I enjoyed the the musical talents of all the artists. But like Aaron said, I don't really understand how this fits with everything else we're we're listening to. It's just so different. So I'm not really sure how to include jazz on the list. But I I did see a cool quote that I wanted to share. It was from the Jazz Times. I don't know if that's a magazine or a website, but <laughs> it said the recording of Bitches, time zone? The recording of Bitches Brew was a stream of creative creative musical energy. I thought that was a great yeah, way like to it. sum up this album math, because math, you just wait, you just did, got story? like a vibe listening to this. It almost like was overtaking your body your body and your 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 soul when you're listening to it. It's so much coming at you and it was constantly changing and and I have I have the utmost respect for it, but for me it's just not what I want to listen to on a daily basis. So I'm going to say a slight rolling groan. Uh, and so I think, I think we agree with Russell. This album is the perfect length. Matt, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling groan? I feel like maybe as part of this quest, I'm finally starting to at least appreciate jazz. You know, mm-hmm. having never played an instrument, never really listened to it. You know, this is a little bit, kind of all over the place for me, but I think that's the whole point of it. Um, and so I'm with Russell and that I don't know if I'll go back to it and listen to it all that much, but I think this historic significance of it. Sure. Uh, is makes it good at 87, you know, somewhere around there. So I'm just going to say rolling well-toned. Listen, if your wife, if you ask your wife, if your penis is big enough and she says, it's fine. It's fine. Th- that's okay, right? If she just says yeah. it's fine, like that's a it's compliment. Better you, than a lot of things hey, she could say. Some of us in the world have gotten a worse response to that question, so I think you go with it. Maybe she means fine in like the thin sense, like hair. It's it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fragile. It's not so bold. Listen, guys. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, but you are on a you're on a roll, and it's not a good kind. Okay, you're on a bad roll, kind of like a roll covered in oysters. This is a rolling. Fusion. Fusion. Intrusion. Intrusion. Yeah. Oh. Guys, once again, he has changed the face of jazz and music. In, in, I mean, there's no artist that we've talked about on this list who has been at the forefront of so many major changes in music with the possible exception of the Beatles. I think if you said which, which album, which artist you've listened to have influenced the most people, it's Miles Davis and it's the Beatles. It's, it's not even close. And then the John Cena theme song. That beats. That's it. That's the list. And Herb Albert, Herb Albert. <laughs> that being said, guys, speaking <laughs> of big, Herb. speaking of big, now, where were we speaking of changes? Huh? Was there a reason I wrote speaking of changes? Speaking of changes, it's David Bowie's Hunky Dory next week. This is our third Bowie album? Yeah. Yeah. This is the one right before Spiders from Mars. How many artists have had three albums so far? Is it just the Beatles? Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Jack. Beck did it better. Well, it's a good thing my computer's a clamshell because it smells like oysters. <laughs> 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 <laughs>